Hi guys, welcome to Damn <laughs> Welcome to episode 2 This is our Valentine's Day episode We're talking about dating and all that jazz um, We also are changing our name Because there's too many unfiltered chaos podcasts So now we are raw and unfiltered chaos And I'm also going to move my mic Because I feel like I'm still too loud Okay, I think that's better I'm still going to be yelling But at least the mic isn't going to be like right in front of me so i'm here with maddie again of course hey everyone eventually we're gonna have guests but um they're all busy i guess so i don't know it's us for now which is fine because i could talk a lot as we could tell by the last episode yeah that's okay we love ourselves the most we do um we're gonna talk about a lot today i have a whole paragraph here of things to discuss um first thing we're gonna talk about is consent because I grew up and I didn't even know that was like I didn't know what consent was. I I don't think I even really knew what consent was until like I started college, which is really like bad. Like like I probably heard about it, but I didn't actually like register in my brain like consent is a thing and like I like people need to get my consent before they do things to me or with me. Like I didn't know that that was a thing like I figured but I didn't really register in my head like they cannot do that unless they have your consent which is kind of scary to think about but please get consent no matter if you're just kissing them or holding their hand or anything get their consent because they may be uncomfortable with it they may have trauma and freak out on you and you're like oh my god no you need consent whatever you do with anybody you need consent um I'm like a trauma gal, as as you know, trauma over here. But I like, I don't know. I don't think I've ever had a moment where I was like, hmm, am I consenting to this? I yeah. think I just like was like, oh, like they want this, so I'm might as well give it to them. Do this. Yeah, you didn't think about if you actually wanted it. You just figured like, okay, I have to like let you do it because you want to. When that's not how it's supposed to work. You don't owe anyone anything. You don't owe anyone your body. Yeah, and I think like because we live in a society now where like sex is so idolized and like maybe it's not men maybe it's not it probably is probably is but like that's like kind of like a lot of the time that what they fixate on and you know there's so much pressure you know to give it to them that like you don't want to say no but like it's also scary i swear they can't hear me i swear I swear they can't hear me. Do you want me to pause it so that we can try to re- listen to it? Yeah, cause I'm scared. Okay, sorry, we're n- we're not editing. We just um, I was concerned that you couldn't hear me, but we're back in the Evidently, I'm loud. And what is going on? <laughs> you having a stroke? No, because why am I so loud? The microphone is literally so far away from me. Is this thing broke? <laughs> no, that's literally just your voice. I spent five minutes proving to you that you're talking. And I'm talking that loud. Like, why is it? I'm so far away from the mic right now. Maybe this is just a better mic. Okay. Are we going to talk about mental illness? Okay, sorry. I'm just <laughs> concerned that I'm screaming. No. But once I'm concerned about how loud I am. Anyways, we're talking about consent. So, um... I'm also messing with the mic, so if you hear some noise, that's me. Um, I was raised in a really Christian home, and all I learned about sex was don't have it before marriage. 
and that was the extent of my sexual education besides you know school like when I got to like public school um and I don't recall ever learning about consent like all I heard was like no means no and I'm like okay obviously but like when you get in certain situations where to them no doesn't mean no it means try harder you're like does no really mean no like I should just say yeah so they'll leave me alone like at the time you're kind of like yeah but afterwards you're like no I didn't want that to happen like I didn't want to do that with that person and then you're like that was not consensual and you're kind of like that was <coughs> trigger warning sexual assault so um go ahead Maddie mm, yeah that's it's like I don't know if the correct word would be like like gaslighting yourself and believing that is. you like weren't sexually assaulted because like I I did that to myself like it took me took me two years to like realize like like I was like trigger warning I was asleep and I was like oh well like it was okay I consented while I was awake no but like I was asleep like, yeah that's that's, no, that's not weird also okay. that's weird yeah it's it, also weird <laughs> yeah um and it's like I was like just kind of pushed it away and then you know I started like you know having these weird moments where I was like why can't I be around guys anymore you know why do I have panic attacks when I'm touched by a guy and just you know like a simple like hug uh, yeah yeah and it's you know it's important to notice these little factors and you notice you know talk about consent and you know know that it's not always implied and as well as even if you're in a relationship oh my god yeah no yeah consent consent is not just oh we said consent the first time we ever had sex or the first time we kissed so now i can kiss them whenever i want like no that's not how that works and if you're in a relationship you a do not owe your boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever you're with sex whenever they want it if you're not in the mood you can say no and you should not feel guilty about that you should not feel guilty about saying no and not wanting to they should not force you they should not beg you because that is also called that's called coercion and I also didn't know what that was until I saw it in a TikTok and that just triggered me for like months because I didn't know what coercion was so I feel like there's just so much miseducation like men suck but I feel like they also don't know what they're doing is wrong like some men do know that what they're doing is wrong but I feel like also there are some men that like don't know that you shouldn't be like please please like begging and they also don't know what coercion is which is like terrible because they've sexually assaulted a lot of girls because they don't know what that is and a lot of women have also been sexually assaulted and they don't know it because they don't know that coercion is a thing um but in a relationship you need to ask for consent regardless of how long you guys have been together regardless if you think he knows you or they know you and you know them like you know when they want it or whatever the case may be you need to ask for consent every single time like you can't just assume they want to kiss you or hold your hand like that is just like no like you can't just assume that because you've been with them forever like obviously you can tell when they're in a mood for whatever it may be but you still shouldn't just be like okay I'm gonna stick my tongue down your throat because you looked at me a certain way like that is not okay and I feel like we've kind of been conditioned to think that and like back to what you're saying about being like triggered and like having a panic attack when you're around guys like I think there's this book called like the body keeps score like you may not actively think about it but your body will respond 
two triggers and you may not know why you're responding that way but your body remembers a situation and they know and that's why they're getting responding in a certain way because they're triggered like it's like kind of like inflammatory response like your body's like yeah no we've been in this situation like this before we didn't like what happened we didn't like the outcome so we're going to warn you that you could be in danger right now so we're gonna freak you out like it's kind of like like anxiety is supposed to be like uh what is it <sighs> not like a coping mechanism that's not the word like it's trying to protect you like protective mechanism but like it can get out of hand like anxiety can get out of hand where there's danger perceived when there is not but like yeah <clears throat> please consent please get consent please learn about coercion and it's also even more scary for women because sometimes saying no gets you murdered like let's just be real there have been women that have de denied men they're denied men's advances even just a simple like can I get your number and they've been murdered so we're also like like my boyfriend will be like sometimes like I remember one time we got in this argument because like I started going to the gym like last semester sometime no like last year sometime and I posted a video of me squatting like trying to see if my form was good and he was like why did you post that like delete that like your butt is showing and I'm like first of all who are you talking to like I was I got so upset because I was like first of all this is my account and second of all like I wasn't sh posting to show off my butt I was literally asking if I was squatting correctly girl mm -mm. like That's crazy. like but he's like i'm sorry like i'm just worried that guys are gonna think they can do whatever they want to you because and i'm like and i go off on him because i'm like everything i do regardless of what i do what i wear what i post men are gonna think they have access to me and can do whatever they want to me because that's just in men's nature like i'm like alex i've literally gotten hit on like flirted with gotten axed to have like I've gotten all these different things when I'm literally not doing anything I'm in sweats and a sweatshirt my hair is a mess having brushed my teeth like I've literally looked my absolute worst and men will still want to have sex with me want to date me want to do whatever they want to me it has nothing to do with what I post what I wear and I'm like it's really BS of you to even be like you need to take that down because I'm scared of what men I'm like imagine how I feel as a woman anything I do people just I'm in danger no matter where I go like, if you are scared of something happening to me, you might as well, I might as well never leave my apartment. Like, I literally went off in him because, like, you, like, I understand you're scared and you want to protect me, but you have no idea what it's like. Like, I'm, I'm not going to just not do something because I'm scared of a man's perception of me or, like, you know what I mean? Like, that just really pissed me off. So, like, what were I talking about? <laughs> you're talking about, actually, I don't even know. Like, where did I, why did I venture off into that? I don't remember. I actually have no clue. I don't remember I either. was so mesmerized with what you were saying, and then I got, like, pissed off for you. Right, but it, it's just like, oh, I think I was saying, like, men feel entitled to you regardless of anything that you do or say, and, like, just at the end of the day, oh, I was saying, like, men, I don't remember, but it's just, like, being a woman is so hard, and it's even worse when men think that they know the, so the solution to like things we go through like oh you he asked for your number like 
just tell them no. We can't always just tell them no. They might attack us. Like, yeah. I think that's where I, that's I think that's where I was starting out with like. I feel like men think it's just so easy that we can just be like. Dolly, you just look like Spider Man right now. <laughs> um, I just think men thinks think they don't understand at all. Like, like I was just saying, like they think that anything that like we get advanced, if we get sexually advances or people like us, it's because of something that we are doing. It's not. We literally literally most of the time we are just being ourselves we are not trying to appear sexy or flirt with anybody and men will just be like oh yeah i want that like no yeah and like no i'm like pretty sure i heard in one of my like women in society classes that like women aren't allowed to take their husbands to court for sexual assault I'm like, in what state? In the United States? I'm pretty sure they're not allowed to. See, this is just BS. I know there's a case. I've heard of a case about that. I'm sure there are because they just assume like you're married to them. They deserve sex whenever they want. And even if you don't want to. Oh, my God. There is this Reddit story where she was talking to her friend about like, Oh, yeah, like, even when I don't want it, he just, like, begs and begs until I just give it up. Like, even when I don't Literally want my it. my best friend. She was like, yeah, like, he wanted to add everything I want to do. I was like, you don't yeah. want to do it. She was like, yeah, I do. Like, yeah. you and, and her friend was like, that's not okay. That's literally, like, rape. And this lady's married and has a kid with him. He's like, is that, like, she's like, I didn't know that. Like, there's, like, people literally don't know that consent and coercion. And, like, those are all things. Those are all real things. This lady was like an adult with a child and married. She probably had to be in her 20s or 30s and she didn't know that. Like that is so scary to think about that there are people that are getting sexually assaulted and they don't even know. They just think that's how it's supposed to be. She's like that's how it's been in all my relationships. Like I didn't want it but they like I gave it to them even when I didn't want it. And I'm like that is so sad and so scary. Yeah I mean like I've I've had sex just because, like, I, I hate sex. I don't really like doing it. I mean, I haven't had it since the, the sleeping incident. But, like, I only did it because I knew the guy liked it. Like, I hated it. But, like, I did it because they wanted to do it. And I was afraid if I didn't do it, they wouldn't like me anymore. But, like, right, that's just the that's kind the of society we live in. Right. That's terrible. Ladies, you don't. Well, you shouldn't have to have sex in order for a guy to like you. Right. Don't have sex because you think that'll make him like you. Nine times out of ten, actually ten times out of ten, that's not going to make them like you. And that's not going to make them want to be with you. Like, if that's what you think, then no. <laughs> Maddie, what are you trying to sit like me? Like I don't, my feet can't touch the ground. I have anxiety where my feet touch the ground. What happens if you touch? I don't know. It's just a weird thing when my feet touch the ground. It gives me anxiety. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Trauma. Probably. Um. That's never have a foot fetish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. There's like so. I just put. I shouldn't have put it in a paragraph. Okay, so let's talk about like. Obviously, you're mentally ill, and everyday things that just makes your life ten times harder with everything you do, right? Yes. So, oh, 
I don't know how to navigate this. So I've been mentally ill my whole life, but obviously I got diagnosed when I was 14 or whatever. And from that, from the like the time I got diagnosed until I met my boyfriend, I just assumed that I would never have a long-term relationship or ever get married because I was mentally ill. Like that's what I just like that's what I told myself, and I was convinced that that was true. I said, "Well, I'm mentally ill now. I'm diagnosed. I'm on meds for the rest of my life. I'm never getting married. I'm never having kids. I didn't want kids, but that's not the point. I was like, no one's gonna ever want to love me because I'm mentally ill, and that's just what." I told myself and that's what I decided was true and that makes me so sad now to think and I'm about to start crying because like Dusty don't cry <laughs> there's no tissues in here <laughs> like that is so sad that I was literally 14 and I was like no one's gonna love me because I'm sick like <laughs> that is so sad like who told me that like no one ever told me that but just like society mental illness told you that yes my mental illness and like society just made me think that I was unlovable because I was mentally ill. And guys, I'm about to come real close to the mic. I feel like it's going to get weird sounding, but your mental illness does not make you unlovable. You are still lovable. Regardless if you're mentally ill or not, you are not your mental illness, and your mental illness is not you. And you are worthy of love. Period. I just had to say that. So... Um, with that being said, don't just do what I did and say, like, I'm not deserving of love because I'm mentally ill. I feel like that makes you even more deserving of love because you are dealing with a lot of really hard things every day. Like, you're dealing with illnesses that impact your everyday life and you need more love and compassion than I think the average person. And so, how do you go about telling somebody about your mental illnesses? Well... Number one, do you think that you have to? Like, let's start there. Um, I definitely think I have to because, like, I think there's some mental illnesses that are, like, curable or, like, at least a little bit more tameable than, yeah. like, BPD or, like, PTSD because especially since PTSD will go into a sex life um, and a really part of dating life. But, like, I... I, I wouldn't say it on my on my first date, like, hey, by the way, um, I probably right. shouldn't hug you, hug you, um, goodbye, because I went on a date over the summer for the first time, yeah, with Tinder, and he like wanted to kiss me goodbye, and I was like, here's a hug, and I like just skedaddle out of there, um, but yeah, I I think it's definitely important, um, but I would definitely think on the first date, get to know them and get your comfortability level to know whether or not you think you can trust them enough to tell them. Yeah, that, I think that that goes with anybody, though, like, disclosing your mental illness. Like, I used to be very ashamed of my diagnosis, and I wouldn't tell anybody at all what I was diagnosed with. But now that I'm older and I'm like, yeah, this is me, this is what I have, like, it's not that big of a deal anymore, I'll pretty much tell anybody. Like, sometimes I'm still, like, a little wary, like, being a nursing major, I'm still a little wary because of, even though we are going to be healthcare providers, there's still a lot of stigmas around mental illness, and there are a lot of people that are going to nursing for the wrong reasons who are not empathetic and are very judgmental, so, um, like, in my, within my major and within my classes, like, I don't necessarily go around telling everybody, but, like, people that I'm close with, like, my friends, I will let them know, but, um, I would say, like, dating now is so hard, like, Tinder and all that crap, like, I feel like it's made it easier 
But personally, for me, if I wasn't dating my boyfriend or even if we break up, I don't think I would ever use a dating app because they terrify me. Like, I'm going to be honest, they give me so much anxiety. Like, I just don't think I could do it. Like, I need to meet someone naturally and organically, like, not fabricated. Like, I'm not saying, like, you can't meet somebody great off of a dating app or whatever. I just, I don't know. For me, I just... It just makes me want to puke thinking about it. Like, I, I get so anxious just thinking about me having to get on the app. <laughs> like, that is so scary. But, um, so, me and my boyfriend met in high school. So, like, we were friends before, which also, I think that you should have a friendship with somebody before you just start dating them. Like, obviously, you're not just going to be friends with everyone before you start dating them. Like, some people you see and you're like, oh, my God, I want to be in a relationship with them. And you start out, you guys is like whole thing as like within terms of being making it into a relationship so like obviously not every person you're going to be interested in you can just be like oh we're going to be friends first but like me and him started off as friends and then like so we were like best friends and then like here we are now we're dating but (laughs) um I think that that makes it even so much easier because like when you meet somebody and you're just like friends with them it just like is way less pressure than like the pressure of like oh i'm gonna be dating you yeah. like uh, off rip like okay i'm gonna be dating you like you like if you're just their friend first like i'm gonna trust my friend to let them know that i have illnesses and i'm not gonna feel so pressured because like you there's a more intimate relationship with a partner than like your friend obviously So I haven't really had to necessarily do, like, the awkward, like, hey, I really like you, but by the way, I'm very mentally ill. Like, I haven't had to do that because we were already best friends and he already knew all that. But I do think it's real. it is important to disclose that information because it's something or they are things that impact you on a daily basis and I think people need to know because it kind of does change it can change the way people think about you in a good way and a bad way which is sucks sometimes but like at the same time it's also like you shouldn't have to educate and teach people but that's just like the nature of having like things wrong with you like you have to teach other people like about it and that's kind of what breaks stigma. But I, I think it's important because your mental illnesses impact your everyday life. It impacts your relationships with others. And, like, yeah, I think, I think like, third date type thing, you might want to tell them. Like, I don't know. I don't I don't really have experience with this. So I guess I, I shouldn't even really be talking about it. Because, <laughs> like, me and my boyfriend, like, when we were best friends, we spent, like, it was, like, I remember it was, like, we were texting and we spent, like, we just, like, we were like okay your turn tell me about your whole life and your trauma and your mental illnesses and like we sent a whole paragraph and i was like oh my god your life that's so hard i'm so sorry you went through that and i was like okay my turn and i told him everything and he was like oh my god your life sounds like it wasn't like a so i don't really feel like i have experience but um if i was dating somebody new i would probably tell them i mean i feel like i would be honest and tell them before we even went on our first date (laughs) Just because that's who I am. Like, I'm not going to lie or... Not lie, but, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Just me talking. Yeah. I've, like, 
See, like, I have a... T- I download Tinder, and then I'll delete it, but... I swipe for her sometimes. It's so fun. It's I, also terrifying. Yeah, we have, we have such different tastes, and guys... I'm kind of just looking for a guy to ruin my life. I don't know why. It's just kind of... That's the problem with people with BPD. They are like, like, looking for guys that look sweet, and, like, they're not... I know. It's, like... A red flag, and you're, like... Yeah, it's, like, the thing with BPD is, like, because they, like, have such a rocky relationship with so many people they like want somebody that's like kind of like worse than them so the, it'll like make them feel better mm. about themselves and they can like fix them I didn't know that's that. like what I did with my like past relationship like that man was worse than me and I felt like I could fix him you were like oh my god I'm so much better than this guy let me help him when you're literally crashing and burning yourself is that's kind of what it's like yeah and I like I guess that's like part of like the god complex where you're like wow like I'm I'm better than him so like I'm you're like kind of like gaslighting yourself into thinking like wow like you know like i'm healthy you know like i'm not mentally ill like look at him oh yeah but like you know it's like such an unhealthy relationship you know when you get in such bad fights because like with him i mean he's in jail so i don't care i'll say his name so <laughs> don't say his name oh uh, well i don't care this is your business i don't know yeah i'm not gonna say his last name but yeah like with with ryan it's like he, we would, like, get in fights, and, like, they would be, like, so rocky, and I would be, like, oh, like, you, like, hate me, and I would, like, scar my face, and I would be, end up in the hospital, I'd be, I, would, I would be, like, oh, you, like, you hate me, like, you don't need to see what I look like anymore, and I would, like, I burnt my face so bad one time that I ended up in the hospital with, like, bad burns, and I had to get them treated, and it's, like, he was, like, no, like, I need you, like, you're my everything, and it's, like, he depended on me. And, and I, you like that. Yeah, and it, like, made me feel better about yeah. myself. And, like, that's, like, that's not healthy. Yeah. But, like, it's, like, kind of like that narcissistic relationship. And, like, kind of, like, it's an uh, abusive emotional relationship where, like, it was it went both ways. Where, like, I, I'll fully admit, like, I was abusive in that relationship where, like, I would, like, I would, like, yell at him. And I would, like, put him down. He would put me down. Um... I did hit him one time. I admit, I did. I did make his lip bleed. I felt very bad about it. We've had screaming matches, but like it's that like relationship where like it's very unhealthy, and you just. But you kind of like the instability. Yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah, because you're so used to like all that chaos inside of your brain that like you kind of manifest it. Yeah, into your dating life. Oh, okay, I get that. Yeah. You know, you need to find someone that can kind of like balance you out. And I don't really even know when I had a when I had the like discussion with him, and I was like, "Hey, like you know, like I'm I have like BPD." Um, I don't I don't know what he had. I know he had something because he had really bad anger issues and like he had like drug problems. But like, yeah, you definitely want to like get out of that relationship and like find someone who supports you um yeah i would say that everyone's <laughs> sorry I, I was i was like twisting and my bladder kind of shifted mm, got a pee pee huh no <laughs> <laughs> so um i was going to say that everyone has their ish going on but i feel like you should be with somebody that I feel like I'm so loud. Now I'm self-conscious. Anyways, I feel like you should 
be with somebody that they want to do better and they are actually trying to do better like I would say that not somebody that just makes excuses and is always complaining about you know whatever their life is like and they're not trying to make it better like obviously some people don't have the resources and the money to go to therapy and take medication but like if they have the resources and if they have you know access to those things and they're just not utilizing them I think that that's not really a good per like I'm not saying you can't be with a person like that but I just feel like you guys need to push each other to be better like obviously you should want to be better on your own but I also feel like it's good to have somebody that like supports you and like pushes you to be, be better and doesn't enable your bad like behaviors and your bad habits and like bad decision making because like for example bipolar disorder when you're in a hypomanic state like you make some risky behaviors like like you do you can do some crazy stuff and like I haven't had a manic episode or a hypomanic episode since I was hospitalized but like if I did I know my boyfriend wouldn't just be like oh yeah let's go spend 1k at the mall today Sarah like that's fine like he'd be like no Sarah like give me your cards like you can't go spend all the money that you want in the world right now like he wouldn't enable my hypomanic behaviors because he knows that's a not good for me in the long run and b like that's just not good <laughs> like you know what I mean like you don't want somebody it, that goes for friendships too you don't want people in your life that are just going to enable you and like allow you to keep doing like bad things that don't that just make your life worse and like don't do you any good like I'm not that type of friend like and people don't like that sometimes like my friends will get mad at me that I'm like I guess being harsh but I'm like no I'm not gonna sit here and be like yeah girl go back to him after he beat you beat you in front of your mama and like this is just an this is not a real life situation but like yeah I'm gonna keep rooting for you to go back to him when he beat you and stole all your money and cheated on you 10 times like why would I do that like be real like why would you want your friend to encourage you to go back to a situation or be, go back to a person that it's not good for you and I'm not gonna do that so I think also being mentally ill like it can lead you to be like a like a pessimistic person but also have some very toxic behaviors and red flags and like I'm not saying like it's an excuse of course it's not an excuse like but it can be an explanation like I get triggered sometimes and I just go like 0 to 100 and I just get really angry and start yelling at people and I can't control it at all and like if I could I would like that's just the one thing with being mentally ill like if you could control your mental illness and the way it manifests you would like you do your best you take your meds you go to therapy but sometimes you just get triggered and that's what happens but I would say like you're working on it like that's all that someone can ask of you that's all that you can ask of yourself is you're making progress and you're working on it and you're not like just being like oh yeah I yelled at you because you triggered me and like that's your fault like no you still need to take accountability for your actions and be like I'm so sorry like 
I got triggered by XYZ and it wasn't right for me to scream at you, but I did get triggered and I'm working on it and I'm so sorry for hurting your feelings and yelling at you. Like, I've had to do that multiple times and I didn't just apologize because that's what I was supposed to do. I apologized because I genuinely felt bad. Like, I don't want to yell at you. Like, I don't want to yell at somebody, but that's just something that, like, my mental illness, it manifests sometimes as, like, just, like, like anger that just doesn't make sense you know what I mean so um uh, I feel like I talk too much no you don't talk too much you have a lot to say that's a good thing because I think um I don't know I don't know like what the demographics are out there for like people with um your type of bipolar since I know there are two, two different types of bipolar but I know like I know there are like a lot of people out there so I think that's important for you to talk about that and I think a lot of people do go undiagnosed. Yeah, um, that's another thing. The undiagnosed population. Yeah, so even in listening to this, like, and if they don't are unable to get diagnosed, at least they'll be able to listen to this and be like, wow, you know, like, I can at least take away from this and understand better, like, you know, how I'm feeling and be able to educate myself on yeah, this. Yeah, that's true. And just, you know, have someone that, like, is able to, help you take accountability because Sarah be taking be holding me accountable for everything I do <laughs> right and I like I told you we just met like a week ago like that's one thing about me I'm gonna hold you accountable and I'm gonna tell you like it is like but it's actually a good thing because she tells her how it is and sometimes it does hurt but you know you don't want someone that's gonna sugarcoat things because you know that just makes it harder in the end like one thing that I do to Maddie all the time like she'll apologize for something that has no like no reason to apologize I said why are you apologizing like what did you just say like did you just apologize like don't apologize unless you hurt my feelings because like over apologizing is a trauma response and some like I'm whatever just I just like that's one thing that I I do to her a lot and I do to my I do it to my boyfriend a lot because they both apologize too much for things that I don't think need an apology. I'm like, you don't need to apologize. There's no reason to apologize. Like, you're good. You're fine. Stop apologizing. There's no reason to apologize. And Matt would be like, I didn't say that. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I said her name. Sarah just sounds like sorry. Mm, yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I would say... I would say my anxiety has probably impacted my relationship with my boyfriend the most. Um, oh, wait. Before I start talking about that, when you get in a relationship, please, A, don't lose yourself. Lose your friends. Um, or become, like, 100% obsessed with your like significant other that you spend all your time with them like that is not healthy at all like people that spend every day all day with their like boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever I don't think that's healthy like you need time apart for them like I understand if you guys live together and like you both work from home but like I feel like I understand wanting to be with your significant other every day like I completely get that if I could spend all the time I like in the world with my boyfriend I'm sure I would Maybe not, because he also annoys me. But <laughs> I do love my boyfriend. But, like, let's be honest. Men are annoying. And, like, you need a break sometimes. But, like, I do know people that spend, like, a lot of time with their significant other. And, like, I can see the difference between, like, before they started dating that person or before they got in a relationship versus 
when they weren't in a relationship. I mean, versus now when they're in a relationship, and I'm like, they spend a lot of their time with their significant other. And, like, I don't really think that's healthy because I feel like, what are you going to do if you guys break up? Like, I know a lot of people that have lost their friends because they, like, chose their boyfriend over their friend. And, like, then that they broke up with that person. I'm like, you just lost, like, a 10-year friendship over this guy or yeah. this girl. Like, I never understood that. Like, I never understood that at all. And, like, I, I completely understand, like, you're in love. Like, there's so many emotions going on, and it feels amazing to be in love. And being with the person that you're in love with, like, I'm, I completely get that. Like, when I'm with my boyfriend, I don't want to leave. Like, obviously I have to, but I don't want to. And I think, like, um, it's really important to maintain your other French, like, your other relationships than just your significant other like you like if you have other friends like if you have friends you need to hang out with your friends you need to talk to your friends you do not just need to be talking to your significant other all the time that's the only person you talk to like i don't think that's healthy at all i don't know why but i just don't think it is like you shouldn't be like you know what i mean you shouldn't be up one person's butt all the time um and then See, the issue with BPD is they have a favorite person. I did, I, I do, I did learn about that. Yeah, like I have that, and it gets like obsessive. Really, yeah, I kind of get that way sometimes with people too, though, and I get like jealous when they a like either can't hang out with me or like hanging out with other people. Like I understand being clingy and getting obsessed with people because I do get obsessed with people not in like a stalkerish type of way, but like I'll be like they'll like they'll be who I want to hang out with all the time and I'll miss them when we're not together and I'm like oh my god let's hang out like oh my god like I get that with people not just with my boyfriend but I get that way with friends as well and like I don't think that's healthy either you're my favorite person right now good I deserve it no <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't think that's like a healthy thing either like oh it's definitely not healthy it's just like it's like that codependency yeah codependency like that like that's why you shouldn't be like because i feel like if you're always with that person and like you're not with them you're like anxious because you're not with them and you're like thinking about them all the time because you're usually like it's just like codependency like you're just a cycle 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 if you're constantly with one person it's gonna be like a break in the routine when you're not with them and then like you know what i mean that's the word i was looking for thank you codependency don't be codependent yeah that's why i like try to like put some space and i'm like okay like i'll see her like once a week it's okay you're better than me i'd be like when i first met janaya hey janaya you're probably not listening to this but hey janaya like when i first met janaya i'd be like janaya come over like oh my god janaya i miss you like i would be in her phone every day like girl come over Or some crazy stuff. Like, I'm like, tonight I miss you. Like, come over. And like I said, I get that with people. Like, sometimes I won't, like, let them know that I'm that way with them. Like, sometimes I won't be, like, in their phone. Like, oh, my God, come over. Like, oh, my God, I miss you. But, like, like I'll try to be control myself. But I know because I will feel the jealousy when they're, like, when I see them with somebody else or when I, like, you know what I mean? Like, what are they doing? They're not texting me back. Like, oh, you're going to hang out with them. Why are you hanging out with me? Like, 
I get that way. Oh, I try to restrain myself. I'm like, I'm not going to message her. I'm not going to message her. I'm going to, like, I wonder where she's at. And I was like, oh, <laughs> she's in the student union. I'm going to the student union. <laughs> no, I don't mind that. Like, you could, you can text me all day long. I don't care. I blow people's phone up. I don't give no. Anyways. Um, I just woke early for you. I was like, fuck this. I'm going to work. Oh, this. I'm going to work early. Well, I mean, work sucks. I wouldn't put that <laughs> past you. I oh, so I was now I was going to talk about like my anxiety. Um, so me and my boyfriend started dating like right before COVID hit. So like we went through the COVID crap. Like we started dating February 2020, and then you know COVID happened. So we would like barely see each other we'd like sneak out and go to chick-fil-a and like sit at chick-fil-a and like watch movies and eat food because like his mom would not let me at her house like because she was like terrified of covid like she has i think she has like some health issues or whatever so like i understood that but it was just like dang like i can't even see my boyfriend so like i dealt with that and then like we went to I went to school and I go to school obviously away from my house I go to school an hour and away so like it's technically long distance like I consider long distance when you can't see your partner as often or as much as you would like to because of certain situations so like long an hour may not be like far for some people but it's far for us because like I'm in school and I'm busy he's back home he's busy so like we only got to see each other like sometimes once a month every two weeks type stuff so like COVID, I mean, I started college and I didn't get to see him as much as I used to. And then also COVID happened. So I didn't, I used to see him every day, like during school time. And then, like I said, COVID and then I went to college. So I was obsessed with this boy. Like <laughs> I like would be thinking about him all day long. Like he didn't text me. I'm like, why is he texting me back? Like, what is he doing? Like obsessed, like literally. And we were dating for about a little over a year when I started having really, really bad anxiety. So I wasn't on any actual anxiety medication. I was just on medication for like my moods. So I didn't think my anxiety was that bad, but evidently it was. <laughs> I remember it was one day, like it was May 2021, and it was after school had ended for the semester, and I was back home, and I was sitting in my sister's bed, and I just started having all these really like intrusive thoughts that like my boyfriend was cheating on me, and like I should break up with him, and I'm like, what is going on? Like this is so weird because it came out of nowhere. Like I didn't have any proof. I didn't have any reason to believe that this was true and I was like oh no like no so I got into therapy and that didn't work <laughs> I'm not gonna lie the therapy did not work for my um, really bad anxiety like my anxiety was on a 10 like all day long I was just constantly thinking and like anxiety attacks what's your like what's most important to you I would say like anxiety attacks what's most important to you so or the things that are most important to you so like obviously my relationship with my boyfriend is very important to me so for literally 10 months straight every day I woke up as soon as I woke up I was thinking about my boyfriend and something negative about my boyfriend like it was just it was so bad like all day long I'd be thinking like he's cheating on you like you should break up with him like 
this and that and the third like just really negative thoughts surrounding him and it was just, it was torture it was really bad and like I let him know that though like I completely told him like hey I'm having really bad anxiety I'm having these really negative thoughts about you and like I know they're not true but I'm just letting you know this is what I'm dealing with and like he was like he never got defensive he never like called me crazy or like was offended or like anything like that he was like really supportive like he never made me feel insane or anything like he was like okay i understand like you know i would never do that to you you know i'm not cheating on you like blah 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 he would just like always reassure me but with the anxiety it made me like 10 times clingier like I never wanted to be away from him. I never wanted to get off the phone with him. Like, the only way that my anxiety would decrease is if I was talking to him or, is with a, <laughs> or if I was with him. And I can't be talking to him or with him all the time. Like, that's not, like, reasonable and, like, not going to happen. Like, I remember one day I literally skipped class. Like, we were on the phone all day long, and I skipped class because... I like knew that if I got off the phone with him I would go back to my anxious thought process my thought patterns like I just knew it was gonna be so bad like but with all that being said like he supported me throughout that whole time like he never once got mad at me or upset with me because of these thoughts that I couldn't control he knew that it wasn't his fault and he knew it wasn't my fault and like I really believed them like he understood that it was just my anxiety and so like you're gonna need someone that's really patient with you when you're dealing with things and it's not like I just like let my anxiety just like like I wasn't just like letting my anxiety happen and I didn't try to like I guess fix it or work on it or whatever but I just wasn't in a place where I wanted to try medication but it got so severe to the point that I couldn't even leave my house like after break uh, I think it was over a winter break like December I literally wouldn't leave my bed like I wouldn't leave my bed at all because I was just so anxious like most of the thoughts that occupied my mind were about him but I also just had 10 out of 10 anxiety all day long so like anything would make me anxious but like most of the thoughts that occupied my mind had to do with my boyfriend so like I had gen I have generalized anxiety disorder but like it was more focused on like my boyfriend but like I said either way like you need someone that's going to be patient with you and compassionate and understanding and like to this day I don't know why he's still with me because <laughs> I'm insane because he loves you obviously like okay but <laughs> like I, I think I'm insane like if he was doing it with me I'm like oh my god how are you dealing with this like I'm like how is he dealing with this like I don't even know how I'm dealing with it like how is he on the receiving end of this like how can he handle that but yes you need somebody that is compassionate and patient and to work on you but nobody really knew that I was dealing with that like no one knew the intensity of that except him and my best friend because like how do I tell people that 
oh, I'm thinking my boyfriend's cheating on me all the time. They're gonna be like, yeah, he's cheating on you. And you know what? It didn't help that TikTok was a thing. Like, oh I, my gosh, TikTok. TikTok made it so much worse. All of my For You page would be videos of people's boyfriend cheating on them. And I'm like, bro, are you kidding me right now? The gaslighting of the century. No, literally. It was awful. So that didn't help either. That was, that was that was so bad and that went on for 10 months so like I'm saying I was like extra clingy I would like beg him not to hang up the phone on like I would beg us to stay on the phone all day I would literally cry whenever I left him or whenever he left me like it was just so bad like it was awful and I would say those were toxic behaviors because of my anxiety like those are very toxic behaviors that I exhibited because I was having such severe anxiety. But, like, I've been working on it. And, like, you know, and it also helped that, like, communication. Like, I know people, communication is key. It really is. Like, if I wasn't, and, and I wasn't always a good communicator. Like, that's what I mean. Like, you need to work on things like you don't need to be alone to work on yourself like that's like a myth like you don't need to be like when people are like I'm breaking up with you because I need to work on myself like I mean sometimes you do but like you can work on yourself and be in a relationship like when we first started dating I was a bad communicator I would not tell this man when I was upset with him like I would not tell this man anything like I had to force myself to communicate with him like I would you know like flight what is it like freeze fawn and flee or some crap uh, like that like trauma response yeah the trauma responses my trauma response was to shut down and not talk like i will literally yeah. yeah i would freeze when we got into arguments or conflict i would not be able to talk at all and like that would frustrate him because he's a like a talker outer person like he has to talk about it and get it out and i was like i can't do it like i cannot so like I would have to like literally text him like we could be in front of each other or on the phone and I'd have to text him what I wanted to say because I could not say it like I physically could not say it and like yeah that was he was like bro what is wrong like I'm sure he was like what the hell's wrong with this girl but like that's how I had to communicate like I had to I couldn't just not communicate with him even though it wasn't the most ideal way, but I had to work around it because I valued the relationship and I needed to learn to communicate. Like, that was at the beginning. Like, now, I would talk my shit, you know what I mean? I'm going to say what I need to say regardless, and I don't have an issue now. Like, I can talk to him in person. I don't need to text out what I need to say. Like, I don't freeze anymore, but, like, it took a long time for me to get to this point in, like, constant work. Like, I feel like you can't give up on yourself because, like, if you're giving up on yourself, no matter, no matter, no amount of support and like, you know, from other people is gonna push you to keep going. You need to believe in yourself, and yeah, communication is key. If we didn't have good communication skills, we would not be together. Oh, look, Janaya texted me. It's like Janaya, we were literally just talking about you. Hey, girl. Wait, I'm gonna text her. <laughs> I still write things down on a text. Oh, I still, t like, I still text, like, I don't not text him. Like, I still text him, but, like, I would literally overthink it 
before like I'd overthink it for a while and let it fester for a while before I texted him like but now I'm like you irritated me I'm telling you immediately and like it also doesn't help you like if you're mad at somebody and they don't know you're hurting yourself more than you're hurting them because they don't know that you're mad at them yeah it, like it absolutely does like you think you're teaching them a lesson because you're not talking to them or you're being you know what I mean you are mad at them and they have no idea and then you blow up on them and they're like what what's going on yeah and you're like you did this xyz in the third and they're like when I didn't even know yeah and you just look dumb because you've been mad at them for, for weeks about something they did like three weeks ago and they didn't even know like that's another thing like you are making yourself even more mad by like sitting on it and you're like oh and they did that other thing and that just adds to it and it's just not a good look like it's not good I just think it's funny how that's how I start all my combos <laughs> I just think it's fun that's bad if you see that you better run yeah I like that I feel like I talk too much. You haven't talked much. I'm so sorry. I'm letting you talk your shit. Why? Don't let me talk. Why? It's because good. I talk too much. No, you don't. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I want to talk about the halftime show last night with Rihanna. That was mid. And I don't care if she was pregnant. If you're pregnant, that's an even bigger reason for you to bring on guests on the like at the halftime show because you know you can't perform the way you're supposed to because you're pregnant she should have had jay-z up there she should have had bryson tiller she should have had um was chris brown in one of them songs she sang probably she should have had the the other artists that were on some of the songs she sang come out and perform with her because it was so mid i was so pissed i waited all week for that performance and i didn't even give and that's just my two cents that's a good two cents. And also, I passed my med search one exam today, but I'm not happy with my grade. But I still passed, so. I think you did good. <sighs> thank you. You are so welcome. I'm still mad about my grade, but thank you. It's okay. <sighs> Life of a nursing student. And I have another exam on Wednesday, so it's not even like a little rakey rake. <clears throat> think we covered everything? I feel like I did a whole lot of talking about nothing. I feel like I didn't talk about anything of substance. No, I think you covered a lot about bipolar disorder and how to have a healthy relationship. I feel like I didn't help anybody with what I said. Oh my gosh. Well, that's just how I always am. Um, so takeaway points, consent, always get consent. Um, don't be codependent on your partner. Let your partner know about your mental illnesses so they can support you through your recovery process and, you know, all that jazz. And um, communicate, period. And you're worthy of love despite, I mean, regardless of your illnesses. I'm about to fart. Dang it. Sorry. Should I fart in the mic next time? Oh, my gosh. They can hear me. ASMR. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We haven't even hit a minute. I guess we could stop. My friends were like, it's a minute. I was like, yeah, a, uh, it's a, a podcast is usually an hour, guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a podcast for a reason. It's like a movie, but like not talking. Right. It's like verbal. an verb. It's an audio movie. But um, we're oh, gonna talk about Lisa. Hold on, let's see. Get to look at her. At her list. You pick. Okay. Something juicy. Well, I'm just butt. kidding. No, those are my shoes. Um. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you want to talk about friendships and how to maintain them? Oh, that's what I should have been talking about. But yeah. Since we're friends. Yes. Yeah. We do need to talk about that. Okay, we'll talk about friendships and how you maintain friendships. Because I've lost a lot of friends since I've been at this school. Holy shit. A lot of friends. Me too. Well, I've also not made a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to pick what we're going to talk about next. Our fellow girls, we wouldn't do it. Not that we wouldn't do it, but I feel like we'd go off and I don't know anyways. Yeah, I really thought I would you were like, Yeah, it's our podcast and I was like, Yeah, we're gonna and then I really thought you'd just forget about it and mm, not absolutely are. not. Yeah. Here we are. Right. Episode two. Yeah. I literally well, today in class we had to do like short term goals for like days, weeks, months. My one of my goals was weekly podcast episodes like i'm serious about this yeah you're serial serial killer guys we went to a comedy show oh this gosh. weekend sorry last weekend it was absolutely amazing it was so funny that's why i wanted to tell you that cult girl stuck her tongue down my throat who remember how that, that one girl was speaking up about how like she like, knows all about cults oh that was her i don't know who that was yeah but she did what we were saying she was there one time, and everyone was daring her to kiss me. That's why you don't play she there. And, like, it was mm. like, just kiss me. And somehow her tongue ended up down my throat. I was like, huh, not consent. That was not consented. It was mm, a pet. That was a, that was a uvula touch. Oh, see, that's what we're talking about. Always yeah, get we consent. Always get consent. Well, that's episode two. I hope I actually talked about something that... Rem- what resonated amen good word Seba. resonated with one of you people um i really hope that i don't know i need to go to bed so bye we really hope y'all have a great valentine's day oh yes you're single or a relationship you don't need to have a valentine be your own valentine amen you don't need to have a boyfriend that have a good valentine's day buy yourself a cupcake and a cookie and a light a latte from Starbucks or something. I don't know. I have a Valentine and I don't really do stuff for Valentine's Day. Cause it's not that big of a deal. It's a made up holiday. And I have a hand. <laughs> okay. What I do. Uh, me too. I have hands. Gosh, she got me a bracelet. I think she's in love with me. Maybe, maybe not. Anyways, tune in next time for Raw and Unfiltered Chaos, Episode 3. Hey! Bye! Bye!